begin my homily this morning with a few stories about teachers and about those associated with the teaching profession. Perhaps some of you have heard a few of these before. A little gay girl came home one day from school and said to her mother, Mommy, today I got punished in school for something that I didn't do. Mother said, What? I can't believe that. That's so unfair. I'm going to have to talk to your teacher about it. By the way, what was it that you didn't do? Crow said, My homework. <laughs> little boy came home from his first day at school. His mother said to him, What did you learn today, Johnny? Johnny replied, Not enough. I have to go back tomorrow. Nine-year-old Joey came home from CCV one night and his brother asked him what he had learned. Joey said, well, teacher told us how God sent Moses behind enemy lines on a rescue mission to leave the Israelites out of Egypt. When they got to the Red Sea, they had engineers build a pontoon bridge and all the people walked across safely. Then he used his walkie-talkie to radio headquarters to call in an airstrike. He sent in bombers to blow up the bridge and all the Israelites were saved. Father said, now, Joey, is that really what your teacher taught you? I said, well, no. If I told you the story the way teacher did, you'd never believe me. <laughs> Finally, one day, not too long ago, the phone rang at a school office at 8 a.m. principal picked it up. Voice on the other end said, my son has a bad cold and won't be able to come to school today. Principal responded, okay, thank you for calling. The who is it? Poised on the other end replied, um, um, this is my father speaking. <laughs> the young people here this morning, I, they don't get any ideas from that last story. Which brings us to Jesus Christ. First and foremost, my brothers and sisters, Jesus is a savior, our Lord and our savior. He came to die so that we might live. He offered his human life on the cross so that we might share his divine life forever. Jesus is not only a savior, he's also a teacher. In fact, when you read the New Testament, you see that our Lord spent most of his earthly ministry doing three things, healing the sick, casting out demons, and teaching people the gospel message in its fullness. Today's gospel text from Mark chapter one, for example, we're told that Jesus taught in the synagogues and they performed a spectacular exorcism. Immediately afterwards, he healed many people who were sick, including Simon Peter's mother-in-law. So here in one chapter of the Bible, we see Jesus engaged in all three of the activities I just mentioned, teaching, healing, casting out demons. Obviously, the healings and the exorcisms Jesus performed were unique and extraordinary. Very few people would argue with that. But there was also something unique and extraordinary about the way our Lord taught. To put it quite simply, Jesus was not your typical teacher. Here from the Gospel, in the line where St. Mark tells us, the people were astonished at Jesus' teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribe. But what exactly does that mean? What is St. Mark telling us when he says that Jesus taught with authority and not like the scribes did? Well, basically, telling us that Jesus spoke with the voice and the authority of God himself. Whenever the scribes thought they would always try to bolster their argument 
by quoting other teachers and other scholars of the law, which is quite understandable. They did that because they were fallible human beings like we are. But Jesus was and Jesus is God. Consequently, he spoke in his own name. He didn't need any other authority on this earth to verify the truth of what he said. So it should come to no, no surprise to us that Jesus' demand is obedient, total obedience from his listeners. And his message was also God's message. He expected everyone to heed his words and put them into practice for their own good. Don't always think of that, but the gospel message is given to us for our benefit, for our own good. That Jesus said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, anyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on rock. When the rainy season set in, the torrents came, the winds blew and buffeted its house, but it did not collapse. It had been solidly set on rock. Isn't it too bad that Jesus isn't still with us today? Would it be great if we had a teacher among us like him, a teacher with that kind of God-given authority? Then we would know with absolute certitude what the Lord expected of us in this life. Then we would know what we needed to do to be happy and to save our soul. Well, guess what? We do have that teacher among us today. And it's not the Pope, although he's her official spokesperson. This teacher, whose authority comes from Jesus himself, is a bride and also a mother. She's the bride of Christ and our Holy Spiritual Mother. We commonly refer to her as the Church. Whenever the Church speaks to us officially on matters of faith and morals, we need to understand something. At those moments, Jesus Christ is speaking to us. Jesus himself, authoritatively, as he spoke to people during his earthly ministry 2,000 years ago. Do we listen? And even more importantly, do we say amen to what we hear? Of course, we have to make sure that we're saying amen to what the church actually teaches and not what the secular media says the church teaches, because usually the secular media gets it wrong, as they've done quite often with things that Pope Francis has said over the years. Other nations dealt with that in some of his bulletin columns recently. did a great job. Today, as we know, many Catholics pick and choose which teachings of the church they're going to follow. That's nothing new. The very same phenomenon occurred back in the first century. The fact is, people respond to the church today in the very same way that they responded to the historical Jesus 2,000 years ago. Some believe, some don't believe, and some pick and choose which teachings they're going to accept. Think, for example, of the many people who heard the Bread of Life discourse in John chapter 6. Jesus told the crowds that day that in the near future he was going to give them his body and blood for their spiritual nourishment. He said, among other things, I am the bread of life. If anyone eats his bread, he shall live forever. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink its blood, you have no life in you. It's an incredible sermon. When Jesus finished it, we're told that many of those who heard him that day walked away. Twelve apostles didn't, but the Bible tells us that many others who had previously been his devoted followers, his disciples, stopped being so that day. They accepted everything else Jesus has said up to that point in his ministry. 
they rejected his teaching on the Eucharist. The rich young man that we hear about in Mark 10, he was another picker in Jesus. Scripture tells us that he accepted the commandments. He said amen to all the precepts of the Decalogue, but he rejected Jesus' command to sell his possessions and become his follower. True disciples of Jesus Christ accept all of his teachings on faith and morals and all of his commands, not just the easy one, not just the appealing one. And they do their best to pass the teachings on to their children because they want their children to be happy and healthy, especially spiritually healthy and holy. For that point, let me conclude my homily now with one last story. One day a second grade teacher said to her student, children, suppose there were 12 sheep and six of them jumped off a cliff. How many would be left? Little Norman raised his hand and said, none. Teacher responded, Norman, you don't know your arithmetic. Norman replied, no teacher, you don't know your sheep. When one goes, they all go. As the Lord teaches, imperative that we follow the right teacher and that we help our young people to do the same. Teacher who wants what's best for us, teacher who seeks with the authority of Jesus Christ, teacher who will keep us and our young people away from the cliff of this life.